Hello, I'm Daniel, and this is my wife, Kimberly Graham. And we're your Money Mastery Coaches. We work with high-earning power couples to guide them to financial harmony in their financial communication. Utilizing the affluent synergy framework, even if you meticulously budget every expense and talk money to your partner. Find out more at theaffluentmarriage.com. We can't wait to help you live in love and walk in wealth. All right. All right. Welcome. 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 You know, I say a thousand welcomes because I don't know when the audio is going to kick in, but hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Better Together series hosted by the Affluent Marriage Podcast. We have another power couple for you guys today that we feel truly embodies our mission. And our mission is simple, y'all. We are trying to help you take control of your shared finances and strengthen your relationship by aligning your goals through strategic communication. It's that simple. And like I said, I think we found someone today, babe, that truly empowers that mission, embodies that mission. I'm so excited. We have some serious, like, heavy hitters, like, the last couple of weeks. Seriously, since the beginning, we have been, like, connecting with so many amazing power couples. And I'm just so excited for this one today. Well, let's bring them on. Let's bring them on. Because, listen, you you know people, and I don't know people, so I get excited because I'm an extrovert. I'm going to add them to the stage now. And I honestly, I just like talking to people, so... I'm gonna so try. Fun. I'm gonna try to stay on on track today. But we've got Natasha and Isaac Ho here. So, guys, hey, welcome. Hello. hello. Welcome. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. So we always start by just having people because people might know who we are, and obviously your audience might be watching this. They just saw our intro, so there's no need for us to do this again. <laughs> so, who are you? Yeah, tell us about yourselves. Tell us what you do. You can start. Yeah, my name is Isaac Ho. Tacoma, Washington. Um, I actually started my business when I was 22, turning 35. So I've had a business for 13 years now, have multiple businesses. And so I help people with performance and health and entrepreneurship, specifically around sales and mindset. And I'm Natasha. I'm Isaac's wife. And I'm also your favorite marketing strategist. So I work with coaches and service providers to help them build lead gen systems into their business. And I've worked with hundreds of different entrepreneurs through our community, get more premium clients online. And you can check us out over at magnetizemillions.com. She is the lead gen queen. Just want to put that out there. I love Natasha. That's it. That's I'm going to find out that we actually oh, brought. I can do the heart. I can do the heart. Oh, oh yes, you can with the continuity I camera. Yes, Natasha. yes. Make it happen. Oh, We're going to so find cute. out. Cool. Yeah, if you rock the iPhone, you can actually do those little things. I think there's a thumbs up too that you can yeah. do it or register. Hold on, let me get my thumb up in there. Earlier today, I was yes. having a conversation with someone and balloons came out of nowhere. Just You just never know what's going to happen. I can't turn the thing off. So we're just having fun with it. We're rolling. We thought it. our phones were possessed yeah for a little while yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've seen some so, that happened with some clients of mine and i wondered what was happening right. and they didn't know what was happening either so we just took it as a sign from the universe that we were supposed to have balloons <laughs> right we were like uh it like it's a little bit weird and off-putting if you don't know what you're I wish, I wish they would just be like hey you might see this don't worry it's not possessed you're not possessed there's no ghosts it's just the phone right they don't always tell you the new features that pop you. in they don't tell you so um what we love to do here is really just talk about, again, like just power couples. So my first question that I have for you guys is like, how did you meet? And yeah, how did you meet? Do you want me to, to go? Yeah, yeah, I'll let you share it. I always share the story. <laughs> so Isaac and I found love in a hopeless place. Oh, we I love Rihanna. <laughs> we met at a nightclub. 
Yes. Oh, I love this. We were actually like we had a mutual friend who had invited me. He was meeting them there, and I we I came out, and we always laugh about this. We were just talking about it a couple weeks ago, actually. Um, The waitress came by and asked him, like, "Oh, you want a drink?" And he bought a drink for himself and some of his other friends that were sitting at the table. And then she looked at me, and she was like, "Oh, and and her too." And then Isaac looks at me. Her tone tone wasn't like that though. She was like, "You got her too." Almost like. I love that. I got everyone. I got everyone yeah. tonight. I love that. That waitress was working it. Wow. She was the main woman. Oh, he got me wow. my little vodka. She, she vodka got her drink. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then later that night, we um we got on the dance floor and we're all like friends together dancing in a circle. And Isaac came over to show off his dance moves and. I won't get up and try to recreate them, but um, he there was a lot of hip motion, a lot of gyrating happening. Yes. And he told me, he's like, you just had the biggest smile on your face. And you just look so like happy and bubbly. And I was laughing hysterically at his dancing. On the I thought inside. she loved it. Like, <laughs> she was laughing so hard the whole time. And I was pretty faded by then, too. So I, I thought she was having a great, great time. I was like, man, she's really into my dancing. This is. I took it as a positive sign, but thank, then, thank then she you. gave Absolutely. me her number. Yeah. So she, yeah, he asked my number after. And, and I was like, oh, he's such a nice guy. He bought me a drink. We had mutual friends. <laughs> it was the drink. That's why she <laughs> gave me the, the number. It wasn't the dancing. <laughs> Just so everyone's He buys drinks. Did you, he wait, buys I gotta drinks. know. Did you invite the waitress to the wedding? No. <laughs> Like I we feel actually, like, our wedding was like the most dialed down wedding ever. Yeah, this is a money podcast. It's a money podcast. Yeah. yeah, we spent fifty dollars, a grand total of fifty dollars on our wedding. What? That's Even incredible. Your paperwork done on a Wednesday. Yeah, we with an yeah. officiate. So. Exactly. Yeah, they sent us a little postcard in the mail, wow. and they're like, "If you'd like to get married, we'll officiate. If you come on a Monday or a Wednesday, it's only fifty bucks." Mm-hmm. What? And we got married in a garden shed for fifty dollars. So yeah, that, that leads up <laughs> to like how we bought our house and all the other stuff. But I'm sure we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's incredible. That story is phenomenal. That's going to go down, and like, I feel like we should have like a leaderboard of like the most amazing stories of how people have met. Right. That, right. That's amazing. And especially how you got married, I was like, "Oh, I bet that wedding was lit." And you got married. You're like, it was for fifty dollars. Definitely in the shed. That's right. Oh my god, I love that. I mean, so much. we did something similar, right? So it, the key is laughter, right? So Isaac realized like this is what gets it going, makes yeah. a laugh. I met my wife in middle school, actually, yeah. and you. Oh. And yes, I know uh, we were super <laughs> braces, not cute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Terrible hair, ugly outfits. And like I was standing in line near her, and for whatever reason, I don't know why. I, I maybe school. I had just watched Coming to America. I was barking like a dog. <laughs> yeah. And like, look, look, right? look, look Natasha. It worked. All right. I was twelve, and like I did like I don't know if it was a big dog or a little dog, but it was Coming to America, <laughs> and she laughed, and I was like, bet she laughed. This she thought it was funny, so I continued to. From to, that point on, bark. I have been It's laughing. an aphrodisiac. It, it works. You, know, you get a good woman to laugh. So whether it's barking or gyrating, you just got to do <laughs> what makes them laugh. laugh. And <laughs> that's your key. Yeah, that's your it's key. True. What's fun, it's, what's funny is that I was flirting with another guy, right? Middle school. Um, My that's dad was, was doing something. He was leading a whole bunch of youth group, whatever. I was standing next to another guy, boy, and I was flirting with him. And my dad was like, you need to pay attention. You're not paying attention. So he moved me to Daniel thinking she's not going to pay him. I was the safe bet. 
but he made me laugh the whole time. She was like, who in this line? He was like, who in this line could I put her next to? That, well like, over she, there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so he made me laugh the whole time. And my dad did officiate. So we did make sure he was at the wedding. That's perfect. That's right. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with that. That's such a fun story. And I think we're going to find that laughter is going to weave its way into a lot of our conversation here, especially as we dive into like, do you guys like go into business together or do you do start your business separately? How, how does that work? What's your dynamic there? Yeah, I, I'll share this. Cause I've been in, when I met Natasha, she was working in corporate. And mm-hmm. so I remember I would finish working with clients at like 8 PM. I would work well, out with business? all my bros. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah, my first, first business, business. is yeah. a health and fitness business. So it was okay. a little brick and mortar business. So I have a couple different businesses. So I'm sure if we talk about business later, then we'll talk about different skill sets of business because that's one of my favorite topics. But um, I had this brick and mortar business, finished work training clients at 8 p.m. And then I would work out with my bros till like 11 or midnight. Then I go eat happy hour. So I would hit (laughs) Natasha up at like 11 or 12. And she had a corporate job up in Seattle, which was like an hour away. She took the bus. So you have Mm -hmm. to be able to, what time did you have to get up? Six six o'clock. And I would keep her out till like 2 a.m. So after a few weeks of dating, she was like, asleep during the dates <laughs> sleep deprived and that's oh actually why gosh. i stopped that group because i realized that dating someone who had a normal life was going to be difficult so i stopped like training at night but i had that mm. business then i went back to school became a manual therapist doing therapy had have that as a business and then essentially got into coaching and emotional health coaching and then business coaching mixed with emotional health coaching and then Natasha decided to start her business. So she started her business wow. actually about two years ago. And so I'd been an entrepreneur, pushing her to be an entrepreneur. Like, and, and to me, it wasn't about pushing her. I just knew she was not as happy working for mm. other people. Like most mm. of our conversations about her work would be like how stupid her coworkers were and how much they <laughs> underperformed. And I'd just be like, do you even want to be there? But like being a business owner is very different than like the mindset of an employee. And she had the mindset oh, of an employee geez. at that time. And she kept like, you know, moving from or like the company would fold or something would happen she'd be unemployed and it'd be like you know not everyone starts their own business and knows they want to have a business like i did at like 19 or 20. and so she got there eventually and she actually worked with my business coach that i worked with which was an interesting conversation if you want to talk about like if you feel like something would be a really good change i mean that's one of the things in our relationship i feel like like if someone takes something away from communication in this podcast it's like, how do you get, if you're a personal trainer, how do you get your partner to exercise and be healthier? Because obviously yes. I value that, but maybe yeah. your partner doesn't, but you don't want it to be like, now I'm the nagger. And then, you know, mm-hmm. I've worked with, you know, psychological counselors around this and, and things because it's a big uh, like fixture in our marriage. And the same thing for being a business owner. It was the same thing. It was like, I can see the potential. I can see what you're trying to do or what you could do. I can see. Um, how you could innovate. And then the question is, are they ready to do that? And how do you do that as a partner? So if that's something you guys want to talk about, of course, we can always get there. But yeah, she started her yes. business during the <laughs> pandemic, actually. Yeah, so I started, yeah, I started the, the business. And then it originally, my first business was I uh, teaching virtual cooking lessons during the pandemic. Yeah, so I, that was, yeah, I think that. I talked about the Yeah, so that was yeah. where I, I started that. at. And um, my background, though, is in marketing and public relations. So I've always had a history in that. And that's what helped me with starting my business. And as I was growing it, I realized that that was the skill set that I could leverage more. And so Mm. what happened was Isaac teaches sales and I taught marketing. And we started to realize that there was a lot of opportunities for us to send clients to each other. And then we're like, well, why don't we just like work together so that for people who need both marketing and sales, which 
every business needs both of those things, then we have an opportunity to support them on both sides. So uh, over the past year, I guess, yeah, it's basically just been the past year or so that we have collaborated. So we have a program that we run together, and then we also have separate clients that we also work with. I'm just going to take a moment of, of silence there. That was a lot. And I'm just, just, <laughs> I, I want to go back to what you were saying, Isaac, about not nagging because you saw the potential. And I think there's so many people who are listening here, especially in the financial area of things where they see the potential, the income they're bringing in, they see the potential in what their spouse could be doing in their business, what they could be doing. They see the potential in the lifestyle that they could have and they don't want to nag, but they're like, but I see it. Like they're the dreamer there. So like, how do you like, oh my gosh, that, cause that can be really frustrating. You can let that overtake you and be super frustrated by that. Like, why don't you see this? Right. But you also like, how do you give your partner kind of little glimpses of what it could be? Right. Because we all have our own values and beliefs and priorities with money. Right. And so everyone thinks that they're right. They're like, if you're like, the spender, this guy. <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're like, let's say, we'll, we'll say I wouldn't like do it if I thought it was wrong. I'll tell you that. <laughs> if you're like an investor, if you're like a strategist, then like you, you see like the, the potential for the future. Like, no, babe, if we take this money mm-hmm. and we invest it and we put it into this market or we do this, then like, this is where it's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, five, 10, even 30 years from now. And then you got someone else who's like, yeah, but also think about how many trips we could go on if we use that money this year and neither person is wrong, but they both have like a goal for the money and they have a value and beliefs and priorities with that money. So it's like, how do you bring people Mm -hmm. together? How do you align them and say, okay, like you have this direction. I have this direction. Like how do we, you know, without seeming like nagging, like, babe, let's invest, let's invest. No, babe, let's travel. Let's travel. This is the topic. (laughs) I love this topic. (laughs) topic. So like, it's like being a parent, right? It's like you are part of the same family but that child is there to live their life, not your life. And that's really important to remember. And your partners are the same. We have our own values. We have own experience in this world. And so we live by that experience until we learn otherwise. And it took me a long time to learn this, by the way. This is not like sage wisdom that I picked up when I was 23. So. <laughs> you learned something I mean, about the past yeah, like eight yeah. months. <laughs> this is, this hey. is, I'm going to let hey. you know this is, this is recent wisdom that I'm giving you. So it's like yes. the freshest berry on the bush right now. Uh, I'm 35 too. I'm right there with you. <laughs> that's right. Definitely. Perfect. Yeah. I'm vibing. Um, <laughs> it's like they have to make their decisions. So Natasha and I, we do value really different things. In fact, when I worked with a behavioral specialist, they looked at both of our benchmarks and they're like, oh, that's interesting. How long have you guys been together? And basically she told me usually marriages like this and relationships like this don't work because there's too much contrast. And so like it has been a lot of effort, I would say, to make like the relationship work. I think like the funny thing is people laugh about how we met, but the story of how we're together is even more interesting. <laughs> like, you know, like, and I think that is for a lot of couples too. It's, it's, um, yeah, I think that that is the thing I'm always interested in the journey. But when it comes to um, like not nagging, it's like that person has to learn their own lesson. So if it's in health and you see that it's hurting them, but they're not ready to make the change yet, the thing you really want to ask yourself is how much are you willing to support them in making that change? And that's the same thing with coaching. It's like we have strategies and strategies are cheap and they're a dime a dozen. 
Coaching is completely different because whether you can get someone to do something is different. So if you're going to support your partner and not coach them, then you have to really be clear on what the line is for that. Otherwise, you can become resentful because you feel like you're overextending or overgiving. And I think that's where a lot of people get confused and they start bringing their horse poop and all their emotional stuff into the relationship to try to reach an objective and it doesn't work. Yeah. In some ways, I think that and sometimes those in that scenario, the spouse that might see it will decide to say, well, I'm going to just do my thing over here. And when you're ready, you'll come on over and you'll ask questions. But it can't get to a point where it's resentment, where it's like, well, you would know if you, do, you know what I mean? Like, because once you bring that into the relationship, and as we talk about communication, when you bring that into the communication, that's when you can start a lot of rifts in different areas of your marriage. So you have to be very, very careful about that line. I'm glad you brought that up because that really is a very touchy subject that we hear about, especially in finances all the time. Like I see it. They're not there yet. I'm super frustrated and it's causing all these. And I'm like, you're allowing it to, to invest or, in, you know, invest in all these different places. You have to like, you have to be like, nope, but this is, if this is what it's got to be, you got to respect. They have to learn on their own. They have to get to that same goal on their own time. And right. I think the thing you have to be careful with though, in that is it all sounds like one partner sees it and the other doesn't like hero versus villain. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's not it, yeah. you versus me. Like we're trying to like, yeah, this is the way you see things and you think I need to change, but I also see things my own way. Like you said, like, you know, everyone has their own values. Yeah. So it's like, how do we see each other's side? Like, how do we bring it together and say, okay, I, I know I get it, babe. You've shown me all the charts. Like if I invest for the next 30 years, <laughs> yes, we'll be like quadrillion millionaires. Like great. Sure. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> but amazing. like that, that doesn't, that doesn't do yeah. it for me. Like, I don't want to wait 30 years. Yeah. Like I'm here now. So it, yeah, it's, it's, it's seeing yeah. both sides. I, I, I think it was figuring out where you do share values though is like important. Yeah, so that it doesn't, on. sure. Uh, so it doesn't, oh, <laughs> we realized we don't have the lights on. I'm so used to just having natural light. Isaac's like, I was like, it's, I can't. So dark. I can't see anything in here. Yeah, yeah. she's a cave dweller, I, and I'm a I, light dweller, and I, that's where we're different. We're different, different values. Maybe one day she'll see the light. You know, I don't know. <laughs> one of the things that helped for Isaac and I was like figuring out what we do value the same, so that we could invest in those things. Like both of Isaac yeah. and I both really value education, and it's like okay, okay investing in education around our business or around like our personal interests, like he's always a hundred percent behind that. And I support him too, around like making those investments to get better education around the things that you're passionate about or that will help you move forward. Or like he knows that I love like travel and trips. And so we figure out the trips that we're both really excited about that we're going to spend the money on. Like, like Kimberly knows this going to Disney four times in the past year. <laughs> <laughs> living my dream life. Oh my Literally. god, dude, Isaac! If you Literally. find a way to like get them off of Disney, you let me know because that's all this chick wants to do. Listen, and I'm like, we can go on like. No, he loves on Disney too. I love Disney. I enjoy yeah. it. I Sorry, Dan. Uh, yeah, maybe you're not going to talk to. I sold my I, I sold my soul to Lord Mickey decades ago. He has it locked in a chest. Yeah. In the middle of the Magic Kingdom, and I just hover around it, and I keep paying to be close to it. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, it's, I, it's, it's magnetic. It's, it's magnetic. 
did you see Natasha? I don't know if you saw, you have to go look at my uh, my Facebook page over Thanksgiving. They did the float, and I was bawling. Like, why was I sobbing? I sobbing. Like oh. it was. It was it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Oh my god! Like, Did you see the friends. float in real life? You were there. No, it was on TV. <laughs> oh, you were crying on watching it on TV. Isaac, that's I'm a, telling that, you, it's a problem. That's a that's a visceral connection. No, when I watched the fireworks show, though, I got teary eyed during the fireworks show. They were showing it, like all the scenes and the music. Every, and it's everyone like, knows Disney sells emotions. Yeah. And if you want to buy emotions, because that helps you feel good. <laughs> Like that is totally fine. Some people do that with pizza. You do it with Disney. Let's not judge. I'm just saying. No. I'm just saying like, we all got our own things, right? And I'm oh, like, he, he had the nerve to tell me, oh, well, babe, you know, we could go to so many other things in the same price point that you're doing this one trip. And I'm like, and you're like, and <laughs> your point back right. to Disney. <laughs> so we're going back. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of that conversation, we're going to Disney. We're yeah. going on a, a boat ride. You know? <laughs> yeah, if the kids get a vote, I think you're going to be overruled. <laughs> yeah. You know, funny fact, they've never been. Oh, oh no. Really? I've only, yeah. we've only gone. There's three. How old are they? Three. I, oh. I thought you said no judgment. Right. <laughs> no, I'm judging now. <laughs> We took Leo. How old was Leo when he went? Uh, the first time he was two. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. How close are you guys to Disneyland, though? Uh, about two and a half hours to fly. See, that's different. We're like a, a whole plane ride away. Like we're in Maryland. What, we would go Florida. How yeah, but we have to fly. We have to fly too. Yeah. We fly. Oh, it's okay. Three, oh, it's like a two, two and a half hours. Two and a half hour flight. Two and a half hour flight. Okay. Yeah. We're just, we're horrible then. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I was there. just, well, I was like, one day I want to make sure they remember it. But I'll until then, I just better without kids. That's why I go just with like, that. Yeah, you can't ride with them; they're not tall enough for those rides. Nope. So, you, so you basically one parent person has to wait with the kid while they play on the iPad, while the other one goes and rides, and then you swap. Exactly, like yeah, going it's solo. It's yeah, it's, we've gone like two or three times solo. It's the best. in the last few gone years. With friends group, like just couple. Friends. That was cool too. That yeah. was the best trip. We'll yes. this next time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Come on out. It's so much fun. So the, Dis- back- the Disney adults in Disney uh social group. It's a thing. We'll, we'll it's a thing. Part. And go to Epcot. Oh, yeah. Epcot. We went around the world. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It was yes. incredible. 100%. So- Have you guys done the Tiana's in Port New Orleans? Have you guys done that? Look at you. No, that's a new one. It's not open yet. It's not open yet. Has it? Yeah. Oh, it's not open yet. Disneyland. Okay. No, it's not open in Disneyland. Oh, see, I, I thought you were telling someone to try it, so I thought it was open because they were in Disneyland. That was me trying to be like, you know, all hip <laughs> for the Disney, and it. Wait, it did you do the Tron ride, Dan? <laughs> you wake up at uh, eight, seven a.m. Yeah. and book the Tron ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for us. Oh my gosh, Natasha. So, I think, but I, Rope I dropping. do. I love. Yeah. See, look at him. I know look some of the. I know some of the jargon. Let's go. go. Look at you. So I think that this is like, this is really good though, right? Finding like those similarities, that's where it starts, right? So if you can like have the similarities there and you're like, you know what? You don't have to necessarily be all in on all these other things. It will all come together eventually. So I love that you guys mentioned that because you're absolutely right. That is a definitely, that's definitely something that's important for couples who are in that limbo of like, I want you to see my way, but I also want to respect where you are and vice versa. Let's find ways that we can actually see eye to eye on on maybe certain experiences or certain things that we both agree upon that we're like, yes, this is worth us having that collaboration and talking more about it. Um, I love that. So, sorry. No, 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 I'm just <laughs> listening. You, you get it, girl. <laughs> people, okay. people are different, too. Like, I think something that um, 
I love really deep concepts. So I think they're deep anyway. But this idea too, it's like people can also just not value giving things energy. Yeah. That's like a whole value. It's actually like, what am I willing to give my energy to? And so like, I know when we go shopping, Natasha doesn't care how much the toilet paper is. She doesn't care how much the thing she wants is. If it's on sale, if it's cheaper anywhere, it would take her more energy to go look it up and she'll just buy it. She's like, here we go. And I was like, hold, hold, hold on. Do you Google it? Do you price match it? Is there cash back on that? Which one of the cards is cash back, right? Well, I'm saying 15, 20% minimum. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. But like to her, that's not enjoyable. It kills the buy for her. Yeah. And so like the thought of like researching to save money can actually be a drain for people. And I think mm. if you know that, then just reassign the roles. Like knowing yeah. your role is a huge part of business. When I work with teams and people that are like, yeah, I run everything in my company. I'm like, okay, cool. So you don't know your role. That's basically what you're saying, <laughs> right? Yeah. And the same, same thing happens in families, I think, because people don't know their roles, so they don't assign well, and then they argue because you can't yeah. have five leadership people with no assigned roles. They would kill each other. Doesn't work in business, <laughs> doesn't work in marriage. If right. I need anything tech-driven, I'm like, Isaac, I need to buy a new tech thing. Can you tell me which one I should buy? Because I'm like, I'm not going to do the research, and you're going to get annoyed with me if I just go Sorry. buy whatever. I bought this laptop wrong right now. <laughs> there you hey, go. No screen. <laughs> Stop working. I picked this. You're like, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why we always end up in the same vacation spot because he doesn't plan the vacations. I don't. I, do. I Oh, my gosh. I hate <laughs> itinerizing and all that. No. And oh, it, that's it, that's it, my it sweet spot. Yeah. 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 I love it. I'm going to show up and you're going to tell me what to do. Yeah. Oh, really? Those are other business. Her actual first business. Like, Natasha has amnesia sometimes, but I know people do. Um, but, like, her first business before when she thought she wanted to have a business, she actually started a female woman traveling branded, personal branded business. She had pictures of her, like, jumping over rocks with an Osprey backpack on. Went to Seattle and did all these photo shoots and stuff. Like, some for some reason, she forgets that she had this business. She well, I don't really it. think of it as a business. She made one money. sale. <laughs> no, you did make money. That's why it's a business. <laughs> Let's That's be exactly clear. She right. made one sale doing email business. campaigns with Infusionsoft to one of my clients that signed up on our list. And you know what? You had a customer, so you were in business. Now, whether you hey. kept going or you got demotivated and closed that business is a different story. Is what happened. So I think you like to block that out. But I'm not saying you should have that business. I'm just saying that was actually your business. And people have hired you for travel planning yeah. and itinerary and things like that. So that business continued to live on. She just, it wasn't like the business that she ended up with. And I think that's important for a lot of entrepreneurs because I've talked to so many that are like, yeah, I tried this and that and this and that. And I'm like, cool. Well, good news for you is you're going to keep trying. Yeah. And that's part of the yeah. journey. I'm on my 10th yeah. business. Yeah. I'm on my, yeah. People are like, oh, such an overnight success. Two years. I'm like, dude, and yeah, I can tell you eight years ago when she was doing photos and I went with her and we're holding teacups and just freezing frames for these photos that I never saw. You know, it's not an overnight thing. <laughs> it's not. And I think this is really like one, hold on, just like another, another round of applause because we love, we love a king that's like supporting his queen. Right. And supporting that even when you're trying something and like, yeah, it didn't, it might not have given you whatever outcome you think that it should have had. I think as women, we do this where we want a certain outcome and we're like, oh, it didn't do what we thought. So we just brush it off. And I love that even like he will always be like, no, that was a really important experience. You needed that experience. That was so important for what we're doing right now. Like this is important. It's a part of the journey. And it's to have that type of support, I think even more so than like the, the communication, that support is so valuable because you're right. 
because with every like obstacle, what with every idea that we have, it's going to like manifest in the next like realm of whatever you're going to do next. Um, like even with my business, I worked with entrepreneur. I didn't work with entrepreneurs. I was in another business and I was like, nope, that, that was not what I wanted to do. I thought I could do retail. I don't like retail. Um, but I, I thought it was, you know, a good place to start. Then I found that all these entrepreneurs who were in retail had no idea how to manage their money, how to pay themselves, how to make sure they had like, they just had no clue. They were up to their eyeballs in debt. And they were like, and I was like, no, you're making multiple six figures. What are you doing? <laughs> so then I helped them. And then I realized, oh, I like doing this. And then it has evolved into now working with these entrepreneurs, several different entrepreneurs and recognizing, oh, this is another pain point. They're not communicating with their spouse around finances. And hey, we do that well. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Just so like, your it's niche. all evolving and it's just important to continuously connect and um and reflect on your journey and not to not to decide like, oh, it wasn't really that big of a deal. Cause it is so easy to be like, eh, whatever. It was just a stint in time, you know? Little but little I love that. I love that. That was actually the moment for me when I saw her working to build her business where I realized like everybody has potential, mm. but your potential is limited by your engine. So how much could she push? to work, get people to coordinate, put something out. And I saw what she could do. And I knew she could be a great entrepreneur. I knew she had the engine for it. Now, mm -hmm. whether she had the experience of entrepreneurism, which was a different thing. And that means like when you go to a job, it's like, oh, you do it and whatever it works, it doesn't, the company absorbs it. When you're an entrepreneur and you have a failure, you absorb it really personally. It's also a bigger deal for you because financially, unless you have backing or you come from a trust fund, it's a completely different experience. And so people don't really absorb that well because they haven't learned mentally how, how to think about it the correct way. And that was really, I think, what she had to learn. And so she took a break, went back to corporate, and then when COVID hit, but I knew she had the engine. And that's yeah. it's important, I think, like you're saying, like the experience was important, Dan. It's like that experience of her writing email campaigns for herself, making her website, arranging people to take her photos, writing copy, deciding what she wanted to sell. That was so important. Doesn't mean that yeah. it was monetarily um, rewarded, like a, a rewarded <laughs> mm -hmm. but it was really important. Oof. Yeah. Natasha, do you have anything to say about that? I feel like Isaac has a lot to say and he is just so like, <laughs> so like encouraging of you, which I love. I want to know what you think about. <laughs> no, I, I I definitely agree that that period of time, it was like people always say that success comes from all those other failures. And so what it, what I had to learn in that failure was like the model that I was choosing and the tasks that I was doing, like those things were things that I had to learn from. And I pull from those now when I talk to other people, because now I can speak to them about you are doing these things. Yes, I know exactly what that feels like, because I was doing those exact same things. And so I can speak from a real place of authority to tell people like, this is why X, Y, and Z didn't work for me. And here's what I shifted to be able to make this work for me and actually create the success that I was seeking and that you're seeking as well. And it also helped me to because like part of figuring out what to do is figuring out what not to do. And so I started eliminating the things that were not the right fit. And I got closer and closer. And I think what I used to think around business and many things in life was that you plan it first, and then you go do it. And so much of life has shown me that it doesn't happen in the planning, but it happens in the doing. And yeah. so if I was have kept planning, planning, planning the businesses, the businesses would never 
the same thing with our house. Like we were planning to get a house and planning, planning, planning. And then out of nowhere, we got evicted. No. We did get evicted. We didn't get evicted, but we got a, house, we got a, a notice that in 30 no- days we had to be out. Yep. They told us we had to leave the house because they were going to sell the house. Our lease was going to be up and they planned to we, sell okay. the yeah. house. And so we had to move. And then um, one of Isaac's clients actually, a, like a couple months later, presented a house and was like, hey, you guys should come check out this house. We weren't in a place where we had gotten approval for, you know, like pre-approval for a loan or anything. We just came out to see the house. The first house we ever looked at. We came to the house. We checked it out. And we're like, it's beautiful. We love it. And he's like, well, this house is not going to last through the weekend. I think it was a Friday afternoon that we went to go see it. He's like, it's not going to last through the weekend. So if you want the house, you got to make an offer tonight. We're like, what 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 and so yeah. that night like, like, get your pre-approved right now <laughs> yeah. you can sign these papers and go leave with the house by saturday morning oh my yeah. god wow. we're be at a concert tomorrow but i guess i'll buy a house yeah. tonight yeah and we were <laughs> and if we would have been stuck in the planning of buying a house we would not have this house we wouldn't mm. we, we'd probably be still renting a house somewhere or we would have had to buy a house when house prices like skyrocketed yeah. and were so expensive oh but like god. i think those moments same thing with our son of like are we ready to be parents? Which I'm sure you guys probably went through similar things. It's like, are you ready to be a parent? It's like in the planning of being a parent, it's like, you just have to do it. And so I think all of those things, like from business to parenting to all of your life decisions, it's, it really reiterated to me that it doesn't happen in the planning. It happens in the doing. And so I've had to do business many different times to learn the things that I needed to learn to get where I am now. And it's, it doesn't stop. I'm, I know it doesn't stop. <laughs> it's going to keep going. Since this is a communication podcast, I'd like to just point out like the way she told that story, her perspective of that was like, oh, my friend just had a house. So just like, to let no, you no, know, no, I don't think there's more to it. I was making it simplified. She simplified it. I simplified I'd been I listed simplified. with a real estate agent looking at houses for over a year. <laughs> no, that was the only one that fit our criteria. And I no, told her in the middle of the night we should I look simplified at it. it. But like, right. I think that's important to to realize too, since this communication podcast is that people have their own experience because they can only see part of a cup from where they're standing. Yeah. And so they'll talk about the cup from the way they see it and the light hits it. It looks so great. You're on the other side of the cup and you're like, that cup is cracked. F. <laughs> There's a coffee stain in that cup. Right. Right. And so it's like, but the, none of them are illegitimate experiences. They're actually both mm-hmm. very real. And I think yeah. that really is I think one of the dangers of being quote right or wrong in a relationship is if you're not willing to give up ground, chances are you're probably only just seeing it from your side Mm. and you have to be willing to move to see it from their side. And I'm sure this is, to me, this is very basic um, communication and um, philosophy of how to approach life. But I just thought it was funny because of the way that Natasha said that. But yeah, a lot of that, we figured it out, but we had thought about it. I mean, it's not like we didn't have any down payment money. Of right? course. We had been, we knew already we were going to We knew buy we a house. wanted a house, but we, we just, weren't planning that day to buy a house. Yeah, we weren't planning <laughs> yes. that day to buy a house. We knew we were looking. And then when we got the message, we said, yeah. So I think like if you're an entrepreneur, or you want to be an entrepreneur and you're listening to this, there's a couple of things that's really important. Everything Natasha said, 100%. You have to willingly just go with it. The other thing is, if you've been thinking about being an entrepreneur, and this isn't like a spur of the moment thing for you, what are you waiting for? Because yeah. you've probably been given so many opportunities and nudges. And if you are not where you want to be right now, it's probably because you keep resisting the thing that you ask for. And as long as you resist, you'll never have it. 
Mm. I mean, I think that that comes e- even if you're not just starting as an entrepreneur. I think that that's valid all the way on the yeah. journey. All yeah. entrepreneurs yeah. that have been here for a while that are still resisting. Yeah, yeah. So. it's like if you're at a plateau and you're like, why am I not at the next level that I yeah. desire to be at? If that's you. Take off your headphones. <laughs> pray for yourself. Forgive yourself, and then let's get going. <laughs> <laughs> but like serious. But I mean, you you're saying you're hitting a lot of things that are just really. You say basic when you talk about that. People need the like. I have learned so much over like. I mean, I've only been coaching for so long, but it doesn't matter. It's still information that you're able to gather. People need the basics. People are thinking that everything when it comes to communication, when it comes to money, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to, you know, having a business, that it all needs to be very like fluffy and big, huge words and all these statistics and percentages. And those are part of business. But the basics, if you can nail down those basics of like, communication within your marriage of understanding what it's like to just manage your finances on a basic level, that's going to compound and you're going to have much more of a stronger bound or a, a stronger foundation if you can nail those basics. So we might think of it as like, oh, yeah, it's just everybody knows that. But people need to be reminded of that more often than that. That you're like, you're you're looking too far up. Have you gone down to the basics and make sure that the basics are sound? You have a, um, you have a basics of communication podcast, Kim? Do I have a basics of communication? No. Okay, cool. Should we we get should one? shoot that one next. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll shoot that one next with you because <laughs> you're talking about, I'm like, this is what you teach as a coach. Awesome. Your audience probably just needs that training. There's yeah. your VHR, by the way. Yeah. That's right. Hey. We have so many VHRs. I know, yeah, right? right? So many VHRs. But it really is like the basics of communication. But that's not a sexy way to say it, right? People are like, I don't need the basics. I've got it. And well, I'm just because like, it's okay. basic doesn't mean it's easy, right? Right. It might right. come easier, naturalist, without sounding like elitist. But like, you know, for you guys or for us, like that might be basic or that might be easy. Right. But a lot of couples do struggle with that. Like, I mean, hearing that you went through 10 different businesses, right? right. A lot of the people that we talk to, once their spouse or their partner fails their first business, it's like you just wasted us so much time. You just yeah. wasted us. And it's like an attack. Like they they're almost like waiting for their partner to fail mm-hmm. so that they can use that against them. To be like, why are like, you all right, go back this? to get a nine to five. Yep. Right. So the fact that you can go through 10 businesses and Isaac's there, like, all right, what's next? Like, get it. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if it's because that your entrepreneurial background, Isaac, That's you know, you've been doing this for a long time, that you're just like, this is just what business is. Like you. You take it, you learn from it, you grow, you rebrand, mm-hmm. and, and you find your niche. But yeah. actually, that, it, but, it actually is is the background. It's part like, of it. But I would say, like, to be hundred percent like honest, Isaac was not always hundred percent on board with me around entrepreneurship, which I thought I found very surprising because I thought, well, you're the entrepreneur and you've been encouraging me to be an entrepreneur. So when I wanted to take leaps, like I thought you'd be the first person. Pr- perspective of the cup. <laughs> the perspective of the cup. So like yeah. I know since I've been privately employed since I was like 18, how difficult it is to be an entrepreneur. Like if you've been doing it for 10 years like me, you know. And so I was like, are you someone who really wants to sign up for that level of stress? That's, I was like, okay, you take two entrepreneurs and their own businesses, you combine that into one family. That's a lot of stress. Like right now, you actually don't know how little you carry with you when you clock Mm -hmm. out at 5 p.m. And so that was actually why I was like, I mean, I remember the first time when she did her cooking launch and she calls me crying and she's like, nobody bought after my launch, my Facebook launch. And I was like, what are you doing? Get on the phone right now and go call every single person and go make some sales. Why are you crying to me right now? (laughs) Why are you crying to me? (laughs) This is why I said, do it or don't do it. Now you need to pick up the phone, pick yourself up and do it. (laughs) 
just rubbing Kim's <laughs> shoulder right now because there's very similar experiences here. Entrepreneur trigger. Dan is really giving her a good massage too. Yeah, it was, it was like a good like, yeah. Super long. I mean, I mean, she cried to a Disney parade, so I'm over here just like, you know. Entrepreneurship yeah. is not. I understand that. I get that. Right. So, like, just to kind of like, I, I, I'm we're doing really great, but I know I want to make sure that we are are not making this like because we we know we could talk a lot about communication and about business and all that stuff. But just to give you guys some like, we're kind of a different. We're the opposite, right? So I've been in business for a hot second, right? And he has his nine to five. He's an educator, so he taught. He teaches. He was in the classroom. Now he's he was like, let me let me get my certification in PE and see. Let's do that for a year, and then I'll go back to the classroom. And then he was like, I'm never leaving again. I love this. Why this would is I? Great. I'm never leaving. <laughs> so he's doing that. I'm running the business. And this past year has been the light bulb that has gone off for him, where he's like, Kim, we should start a podcast. And I was like, uh, okay, cool, yeah, sure. Um. And then he was like, and then, and then like over time, right? The past nine months, we've been like, we should do a mastermind. We should do a masterclass. We should do. So like over the past three months, we've had a shift in like our business because now it's no longer mine. Now we're working together and we're evolving and it, there's shifts and there's changes. And I had the same idea that you had, Isaac, where I was like, are you sure? Because <laughs> this is not for the faint of heart. Like, you know, like, yeah, I might have experience, but like, I still have stuff that I'm working through too. And it, he has such a different perspective because he still has that consistent paycheck coming through. Whereas right. I feel it a whole different way where right. I'm like, mm, this is different. Okay. We're going to have right. to hold on. I refresh my square account. Hold on. Oh, yeah. still no money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me call my mom. Yes. <laughs> Let her know our baby's a success. <laughs> oh, man. But it's a different vibe over here. Over here, he's like, this is amazing. It's so much fun. And I'm like, this is not a game. <laughs> yeah, I'm super eager. It goes from survival to passion, right? Those are yes. different. Like, I think entrepreneurs, they start because they're passionate. But when mm -hmm. you're in the survival seat and you need to stay passionate, then we see how well you sing, right? Yes. It's like a completely different stage. Mm -hmm. I think something I realized recently, I was brainstorming ideas for content. And one of the categories of content that I, I have on there is contrarian or polarizing ideas. And so I was brainstorming like my polarizing ideas around things. And um, one of them was entrepreneurship. And it's like, what are my polarizing ideas about entrepreneurship? And I realized that I see so many people who talk about entrepreneurship from this perspective of freedom. And I honestly think that the idea of equating entrepreneurship with freedom has given so many people the false idea of what, what entrepreneurship is like and what they're going to get by becoming an entrepreneur. Because people enter entrepreneurship to get the freedom and then they are like, wait a second, I came here to like be more free. And it's like, that's not what you get when you enter entrepreneurship. So if you're getting on the entrepreneur yeah. train to be more totally. free, then you should get off that's this train yeah. and go back. Yeah. Where's, the, where's the easy freedom that they It's said? not easy. It's, book, yeah. I don't understand. It's, it's, actually, it's a lot of grit. <laughs> it's a lot, a yeah. Lot and I think that I read this quote just recently that was said something about like when you are working at your passion you'll work harder and longer than you ever have before but your tools will feel much lighter yeah 
And so when you own your own business, you're going to work longer hours. You're going to be doing way more than you were ever doing when you were working for someone else. But the tools, the tasks that you have to do, the experience of it can feel lighter because you're actually practicing at something that you truly enjoy. So I think the the big thing is releasing this idea of like entrepreneurship being this immediate path to freedom if that's what you're thinking, ultimately it can provide huge amounts of financial freedom and time freedom, location freedom, those different things, but it is not easy street to freedom. No, it is not. It yep. takes some time. Oh my gosh. Just try to set up Facebook ads and see how your blood pressure does. <laughs> your ad was not approved. Your ad was not approved. You have violated <laughs> Facebook guidelines. You are now banned from Facebook. <laughs> there goes all of your offers. Clients. <laughs> Guys, this was so good, and I, I don't know. Did you have a last like question that we can add, that we can ask? No, honestly, I think we've covered a we've lot covered here. So much we've covered so much, and honestly, I feel like there's even more that we can uncover. But we want to make sure that we are respectful to timeline guidelines. <laughs> um, yeah, but I just on this one. yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you guys so much for coming and sharing about not just only about, we talked a lot about entrepreneurship and communication and that, but also between creating that power couple dynamic and being able to support each other, being able to speak to each other, being able to kind of defy all odds. Cause I love that you guys got like the benchmarks that it shouldn't work and it does because you guys are working so hard at it. Um, I can, you guys are truly the, the, you guys are the power couple. And I just say thank you so much for, for coming on. Yeah. Keep gyrating. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never stop, Dan. I'll never, never stop. stop. I'll keep barking, man. Keep the spark alive. <laughs> I want to see them on the dance floor because we have fun on the dance floor. I feel like. You'll be on the Disney float next time and you will cry for yeah. sure. I will. <laughs> yes. I'll be like, oh my God, the gyrating. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Do you guys have anything last last things you want to say to the audience? Anything you want to pitch? Go for um, it. Go ahead. And start. I don't. I don't have anything that I, that I want to pitch. Well, tell people where they can find you if they want more Isaac. Oh, if you want more Isaac, <laughs> <laughs> who would want more Isaac? That's who, right. Who would want more Isaac? Drive, drive I mean, to my house. Knock on the door. Bring sushi, and we'll hang out. It's pretty easy. Um, if you want more Isaac. <laughs> Do I still have the Isaac Ho coaching website up? Uh, I don't know. Just help them find you on social media. All right. Come find me on uh, Facebook, Isaac Ho Trainer, H O Trainer, T R A I N E R dot com. I'll take you to my personal page and you can see great pictures of my son (laughs) (laughs) and us at Disney. Oh, and uh, you can find both of us inside of our community. It's the Get Premium Clients online community at magnetizemillions.com. Uh, we are both there teaching and training. So you get to hear a lot more from me and Isaac talking about sales, talking about mindset from Isaac, talking about lead generation and marketing from me. And when you join, we have uh, also a special bonus uh, premium pack uh, special here for those who are watching, listening or watching the Affluent Marriage podcast. Uh, we have our lead gen power pack. And it includes uh, a few things. First, it's going to have a few items that help you with your audience growth. So the five steps you need to take to grow your audience. It's also going to have something in there that will help you with creating your DM script. So if you're trying to reach out to people online and start conversations, conversations are the fastest path to creating money in your business. So we have a DM script. Kim knows all about these things. because yeah, she <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, uh, that piece. And then 
We also have in there um, something that will help you with being able to command more attention. So there's six things you can do to command more attention online. And that's one of the most important things you can do for growing a business is getting more attention from people. So how do you do that? We have six ways that you can very easily do that online. So when you join the community, if you just put in there that you um, um, send a message that you're from the Affluent Marriage Podcast, I will send over that special lead gen power pack to you. Listen, I told you she's a lead gen queen. And yeah, I firmly, I firmly believe okay. that I've been set up here today, like yes. with this interview, because you've, you basically told me all she's about Disney and yeah, that like you're a phenomenal <laughs> coach. So I think Kim just set this up to get to me, you know, more Disney and, and, and lead gen coaching. We'll so. just all, yeah, hang out together. We can go to Disney together. We can talk business. It'll be a good I've time. I've been set up. I've <laughs> been set up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Guys, thank you guys Listen. so much for hopping on. And yeah, guys, go live in love and walk in wealth take care guys thanks Thanks, yeah no worries